This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to Nirvana Sisters Podcast, where we take the intimidation out of well-being and beauty to help you achieve your highest state, your nirvana. We are sisters-in-law and your hosts. I'm Amy Sherman. And I'm Katie Chandler. So let's get into some real conversation. Welcome back to the show, Nirvana Sisters family. It's Amy and Katie, and we are so excited about today's episode. You will hear who we are talking with very shortly, but if you want a no BS makeup recommendations, tricks, the real deal for mature women or mature women, as Eric, as our guest says, um, with a side of comedy relief and entertainment, Erica Taylor is your girl. We have mentioned you, Erica, so many times on our show. I can't, I can't even tell you, like, yeah. you've been on our blog. We've talked about you. We've recommended a million things that you've recommended that we've tried. So let me give everybody a background on Erica before we do our chit chat. Erica Taylor has been in the cosmetic industry for over 25 years, working with top brands, MAC, Laura Mercier, Benefit Cosmetics, and Trish McAvoy. She is a professional makeup artist and a mom of three living in New York. Erica majored in art education in college, initially aspiring to be an art teacher, but instead decided to search for a career that would allow her to be more creative. She was always the unofficial makeup artist to her friends and family, and an interview at the Mac counter at Macy's became the official start of her professional career in makeup. In 2021, she started sharing her makeup ticks. Sorry, wrong word. Uh, she started sharing her makeup tips and techniques for any age on her social media and has quickly become a trusted expert to her more than 1.4 million engaged followers. If you don't follow her on TikTok, you need to be following her. She is the best. In 2023, she was named L'Oreal Paris League of Experts and continues to be a major authoritative figure in the beauty and skincare space. Welcome to the show, Erica. We are so happy to have you here. We've been, I've been stalking her just so everybody knows. I've like DM'd her. I went on her TikTok live. I'm like, you got to come on the pod. You got to come on the pod. We want to talk to you and pick your brain. So welcome to the show, Erica. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to be here, and thank you so much for all the support. Yes, of course. So we always kick off the show, take a step back, and we do our Nirvana of the Week, which is just something that brought us joy, big or small, something that put a smile on our face and made us feel good. So I'm going to kick it off to you, Katie. What is your Nirvana this week? I think my Nirvana this week is being here. Amy and I are recording together, live. We are not on two separate screens. Yes, I'm not in Connecticut. Nice. <laughs> we are together. So I'm home from Rosh Hashanah. And aside from right now, this moment, getting in last night and seeing, you know, my in-laws, my mother and father-in-law, my nephews, Amy and, and uh, her husband, Stu, and all of us just sitting around the table having dinner. That was mine. What about you? So mine... Um, I had a really cute moment with my older son. So I have two boys, Erica. One's an 11th grader in in high school, and I have another son who's in 8th grade. And my 11th grader has been really into cooking lately, which is unusual because he never really cooked before. But all of a sudden, he, like, has been seeing these recipes on TikTok, and he wanted to make some. So we got all these ingredients, and we cooked together twice last weekend. And one was, like, some buffalo chicken blah, blah, blah recipe. He wanted to make another one as a calzone. So we made, like, handmade dough and uh, homemade dough and all of that. So it was so fun. So I was his sous chef, and he was, like, the main chef. But it was so fun just bonding and collaborating and chatting and, like, just having – kind of tactile, hands-on activity. So it was a really fun bonding moment. I don't get a lot of time with him. So that was good. What about you, Erica? That's awesome. Um, You know, I had a nice moment this morning when we missed the bus with the kids. 
And I had a neighbor's kid with me too. <laughs> and I uh, took them for some fun breakfast, got a lot of laughs on the way to school. Nice. And sometimes, you know, just starting your day like that, we all just, I was like, all right, I'm in my pajamas. Like, I guess breakfast time, let's go. I love it. That's great. You took a, a negative, oh crap, we missed the bus until let's go have some fun. I love that. That's a fun mom right there. I don't know a lot of moms that would do that. That's great. Yeah, cool mom. I wasn't always like that. I used to be like a super psycho in the mornings and when I had to get to work and run meetings. And I decided a couple of years ago that I wanted to make them laugh and go to school happy every morning. Yeah. So I put everything aside and I said, nobody can reach out to me until my kids are on the bus. Smart. I love that. That's great. That's 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 good. That was the opposite of me this morning trying to get my kids to school. I was like telling Katie I was just woke up on the wrong side of bed this morning and I was like so mean this morning. And normally I'm like try to be positive <laughs> in the morning, but I was I just like feel so bad all day. I know. Yes. I know it's true. I Sending just, them off when you're cranky. Yeah. So I like hadn't had my coffee. I was a little cranky, but you know, hopefully it happens. It, it, it happens. It happens to me too. It happens. It happens. Okay. So Erica, tell us about you. Give us your backstory. You know, we just know you from watching all of your hilarious and educational videos on TikTok. But tell us how it all started. I mean, obviously you've been in the business a really long time, but like give us your give us your story for everyone who doesn't know you. Well, I was in school, like you said, you give me a great you know, true story. I was in school to be an art teacher and I was like that 90s kind of like really goth looking kid. So nobody would hire me. It's probably circa like 97, right? So I was looking for a job and I couldn't find one. And someone said to me, you do such beautiful makeup. Why don't you just work in cosmetics? I said, okay. Mm -hmm. I marched to Macy's. So actually my, I did end up at Mac relatively quickly, but my first was prescriptive color matching. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I spent a little time in Elizabeth Arden. I never want to smell um, Fifth Avenue or Redmore again. <laughs> so relatively quickly, I got recruited to the Mac store in Roosevelt Field in Long Island. And that was like the place to be. Oh, yeah. And um, as you know, around, I don't know, 19, 20 years old, this was super exciting. I didn't really, I wasn't as good as the rest of them, but I just worked really hard. I did every late shift, every schedule they asked me to stay. And then they kept me on full time. And I, six months later, applied to be a senior trainer for Mac. I was not even close to ready. I tanked the interview. Embarrassing, crazy, making up the answers, all sorts of crazy. But then I learned what everything I did wrong. And a few months after that, I tried out for a low level, level trainer, like a store trainer. I got it. And, you know, I could have folded and been embarrassed. And I think what has always pushed me in this industry is I'm not afraid of embarrassing myself. I don't just, I, I take it as a challenge. I don't just, you know, tuck my tail in and, and shut down. And that has been every other place I went to. I was once recruited to different companies. I met great people. I worked with so many great people. I got to do like runway, fashion shows, all of this. This was not my passion. First of all, I'm five foot one. I was tired of like seeing all these small people. <laughs> Why does it look like this on me? <laughs> but I love training in store teams, yeah, building teams. And like, I like, I'm very social. So I really liked, I work harder for someone else than I do for myself, which is my biggest challenge now. Yeah, I get it. And so I always used to say I'm institutionalized. So then what I did for, for a lot of companies is I would train the makeup artists and build their sales teams. 
Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that you're saying you like the training part because you wanted to be a teacher, right? So it's like the same, right? You like educating and which is what you're doing now on TikTok. So when did you, you only started TikTok, what, a few years ago? Because I remember watching you when you were still working full-time and doing TikTok. And I remember the transition. So tell us about that a little bit. You know, I... During the pandemic, I learned a little more on social media, and I was always the one at the trend shows. You know when you go like a Nordstrom trend show, and there's someone presenting and doing master classes, and that was me. So I'm very comfortable in front of a crowd. Yeah. And again, because I don't mind embarrassing myself. If I trip, <laughs> if I say something wrong, I just laugh at myself. I'm like, you got to own it. Yeah. So I started just doing lives. I was furloughed. You know, we were all furloughed. Yeah. So it was no work. Yeah, same. So I started doing lives with the companies and that the individual, I'd rather say the freestanding independent stores that still could function. Yeah. They were doing curbside service. They were still selling. They they could were having trouble keeping their doors open. So I'm not talking about like your Nordstrom's, your Bloomingdale's, these big doors. I'm talking about um, there's a great little store, Beauty in Maine in Massachusetts. And there's a great store, Mira Mira in Vermont. So I started doing lives with them. For no other reason, just to help them keep their business going. Yeah. There was really nothing in it for me, but I loved doing it because it was social. So I was like, everyone was like, you're really, really freaking funny. Like you should be doing this more. So then I stopped for a while when I went back to work and a friend of mine was having some success on TikTok. And I was like, I I did a couple of videos, but they were just like super losers. (laughs) So, So I said... She was like, what do you want to find? I said, I don't need to be major. I just want to find my tribe. Because she was like, I've never seen my age because I don't want to pinhole myself. And I was like, I want my girls. I want my over 40s crowd, my funny moms, drink some wine, have some laughs, put some makeup on. I want that tribe. Yeah. And we found you. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Here we are. We're, we're the exact same age, Erica. Yeah. And Katie's a little younger. But um. Yeah, like we were, we were, we always talk about that. Like when you wake up and you're like, I drank too much of the wine last night and I'm puffy. I was like, yeah. Yeah, we got So, it. and that's why we love you so much and we know our audience will because you're so relatable and like yeah. it's not, it's not exactly like you're saying your age, you're saying you drink, you say, you know, it's like this is how I we all are. Media, like one of those pretend social media lives. Right. Exactly. Like I, people like, how do you organize your makeup? I'm like, oh, this is a disaster. <laughs> you know, it's, and I just think that so many people try to live up to these expectations of what they think this social media life is. And like, I drink wine. I got to get my kids on the bus. I wake up banged up, but I still want to look good too. Right. <laughs> right. We have a good question for you later to, to figure out how you do that. But um, yeah, and it's very similar with us in our show. We have this relatable point of view on well-being. So it's like, we're moms, same as you. We, you know, try to break things down when we talk to different people because there's so many beauty, wellness, makeup people out there that it just feels intimidating and it feels like, well, I can't be like that, so I'm just not going to do anything. And it's like, no, here's some bite-sized things you can do. Here's the, you know, make the the concealer hack, the whatever. Well, that's that's an amazing story. And then, then what happened? You just kept making videos and then it just built from there? You know, I, I my first viral and I you know I won't say names but the company I worked for it was kind of this underlying pressure of we have to do it our way uh-huh. their way but I don't live that way and you can have me when I'm on the clock but when I'm home I'm home I'm not fluffing my pillows I'm not wearing beautiful white pajamas I'm wearing a hoodie 
that I've worn for the last three nights. <laughs> my hair looks nuts. And my bed is not made behind me. So I did this video. I just said, you know what? F it. You know, I don't ask for permission. I just beg for forgiveness. Right. So I just did an eyelighting video that I was like joking around. And I was like, listen, you know, I was like, grab your eyeliner and a glass of wine and a great attitude. And I was like, I'm just kidding. Forget about the great attitude. <laughs> and I just taught some eyeliner. I go to sleep. And the next morning, it had like 500,000 views. Oh, my God. And my followers went from 3,000 to 10,000 to 20,000. And I hate saying followers, to be honest, too. I think right. that's so creepy. Yeah. I always say like my community because you're not, no one's my follower. You could follow everyone. But I always say the people that want to learn. My yeah. Community. Yeah. But, and then I was like, people want to learn and they want to laugh. Right. Yes. There was no one else doing it. And and I was like, it doesn't have to be perfect. We're not winning a cat eye award. Right. Just try to look a right. little freaking normal. Right. Try to put, be put together and like feel like a human. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think that's what people resonated with. Like, oh, I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Erica has these great things where you, when you do like half the face of I something and half that. the face of the other, it's incredible. That's amazing. Like just the little tweaks you can make that make such a huge difference. It's amazing. Yeah, you can really see it like through TikTok, through the camera, the difference that you do from one side of the face to the other. It's amazing how well it shows. It's very cool. I mean, the 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 tricks and the techniques, that's what we need to get into because yeah. it's... Well, if you think... Sorry, I'm an interrupter. Please, no, please. It's all good. Family interrupter. Um, (laughs) But like, I was in sales. So in sales, you have to train people. You have to make big impact quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we, I would learn the tips and tricks that made a major difference quickly. But were useful, and I would, I would do it on a client, and she'd be like, "Okay, give me that. Give me this. Right. Right." So that's the same thing I think on social media. You've got to show the impact quickly. Yeah, I think I started a trend because everyone and their like, you know, sisters, aunts, everyone is like doing the same exact thing. And I'm like, at least say like, thank you. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Give credit where credit's due. I know. But you know what? It's hard. Don't get me wrong. Certain days I see people recreating my videos all over and I'm just like, but it's like, it's wasted energy. Right. And they're not you, so it doesn't matter. And then how did you decide, like, what was the what was the tipping point on, like, when you left your, you know, other job to do this full time? So, you know, I never thought this was even a career. Right. When people used to say to me that they were bloggers, I was like, get a job. Right. You're like <laughs> rolling your eyes like, okay. Well, I used to have to do these influencer events where I would have to entertain the influencer. And I'm like, they don't even buy anything. Everybody comes in and drinks the booze. They bring their friends and family and they leave. I was like, I don't want to do it. Right. <laughs> um, I just kept growing my base and I could only show one brand. And in order, I was getting all these brands reaching out to me and all these people saying, can you show something else? I can't afford that brand. Or, you know, I just want to see a clean beauty, a this, Mm -hmm. a that. And there came a point where I could no longer juggle both. I either would stay as a regional manager for the rest of my life and retire there, you know, still pacing hard floors of the malls. Yeah. And like running, chasing clients down, like, (laughs) (laughs) or I take a chance on myself. Yeah. So I took a chance. And it's paid off. 1.4 million. That's right. Is that, is that what I, is that what you said yeah, earlier? Yeah, 1.4 million. That's but wild. 
I mean, millions, I'm sure, and millions more videos because mm-hmm. on TikTok, everyone, I mean, like when I first saw you, it's not like I was following you at that point. I just saw your content. Right. So, I mean, that's, it's just such a great, um, it's, it's a great story. So thank you for sharing that, that, that piece of your story. Congratulations on all your success. So let's get into. It's still very surreal. I'm sure, I'm sure it is. Mega imposter syndrome. Cause I've always been the makeup person at the event. I've right. never been the guest Right. And now I'm sure you're getting invited to all the things. Yes. And I still, I still would rather like hang out with people that work there. Like I'm still definitely institutionalized. Well, I remember you talking about you went to like a rare beauty event or something and like it was all the like young influencer people. And you're like, I'm I'm usually like at least 20 years older than the rest. (laughs) We're not talking just like five to 10. It's like I could be their mothers. I'm so curious what these events are like. Like, what are these, uh, Younger influencers doing at these events, <laughs> drinking the drinking the drinks. <laughs> I mean, some that I met are lovely, and others are just walking around trying to be cooler than the next. Yeah, right. That's yeah, surprising. But it reminds me when I used to go to these cosmetics conferences and as the trainer events for Mac, and who was wearing what and walking around trying to be the coolest. So I don't sweat it because I get it. Yeah, I probably was there twenty years ago too. Yeah. Exactly. But I do sometimes just walk around laughing like, where am I? I know. I'm sure it's so surreal. Um, Okay. So let's get into some of your favorites because there's so many things and so many, so many products you talk about, but for like the basics, right? Want to talk about some of your favorites. Okay. So let's go, as you would say, concealer. Okay. Let's go. My number one is the Dior backstage. Hands down. But if you're into the clean beauty, the Kosas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You like the Kosas. I love the Kosas. I'm on, I do Kosas because of you. Is the is the Dior backstage as creamy and moisturizing as the Kosas? If not creamier. Okay. And I will say it has a better color range. Mm. Okay. But it doesn't have that skincare element. And Kosas so like has Kos- more of the skincare element. More yeah. skincare. So that's why that's those are more my everyday. So going out, I have Different. I do something heavier, but like just for everyday life, do your backstage cosas. And to be clear, one of the biggest reasons why you like it for mature skin, it doesn't crease. It's creamy. The creamy, it's it melts into your skin a little bit better, right? Yeah. When I look for a concealer, I don't care what the hottest trend is because that's irrelevant to me. And and most of my clients or people that watch me don't care either, right? So I feel on my hand textures. If you go into a store and you put a concealer on your hand and it gets dry on your hand, forget it. Yeah. So they're creamy, they're hydrating, and they just have like a medium natural coverage, not like a theatrical situation. Yeah. Yeah, that can, that's, I think, a thing is concealers that are too heavy sometimes, like for every day. They look worse. I don't want that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They look worse. They can get cakey. Yeah. All right. Um, You actually, like, not real life. It's not yeah. natural. Yeah. yeah. You did a video and for our Nirvana Sisters family, check this out. It was so helpful the other day on concealer and how to actually apply it correctly so it doesn't crease regardless of what concealer you use, where you put on, I think it was like the oil or something you let, I, I can't remember. I have an to- eye oil or an eye balm. You yes. have to do something hydrating. So there are concealers that will crease less than others. Right. But if you're not prepped the right way, those are going to crease too. Exactly. So the eye oil is a freaking game changer for me. When I saw I I saw that video early on the the um what's the what's the brand a little Cora Cora oh, right yeah. 
I like went out and got it probably before it got sold out. And I was like, this is the biggest. And I reviewed it. We do, yeah, we do a show it. called Product Junkies where we review stuff. And that was one of the things I talked about and talked about you because that is the biggest game changer to put on before mascara. But also later at night when you just want to like, you know, fix your eyes up and they're dry. You just, I mean, it's amazing. You mean before concealer, putting on before concealer? Yeah, or just like a reapplication if you have like old concealer and you just kind of like throw yeah. that on and then throw more concealer on top. It's mm -hmm. beautiful. It's a game changer. But anyway, yes, that's what you were talking about the other day. But so that was super helpful. It's a great just the time. application. I take that with me everywhere. Mm hmm. Because I look in the mirror somewhere and I'm like, oh, no. But I keep <laughs> a little bit, I put it on, I'm like, boom. Yeah. And do you and after you put it on, do you put more concealer on it, or do you feel like it just kind of rehydrates the concealer that you already have on? It usually rehydrates what I have on. Okay. If you're like looking to reapply without taking your whole face off, you can use it the way, that way as well. But usually, what I do is I'll roll it on my hand so I don't disrupt the coverage, and then just pat over, and it just releases the creases. Okay. Yeah. That's a great trick. That's a great one. All right, let's go. Oh, with I have to ask Erica if she likes my favorite. Other, it's not even concealer. It's a color corrector. The Milani. Have you tried that? Yes. The tube. Yeah, yeah. it's again. Yeah. I mean, for me, there's the peach and the rose. Yeah. So I use the peach every day, and like that is almost. I use that sometimes instead of concealer. I mean, it's like a color corrector, but it's kind of a skincare concealer too. I think it's, it's sheer and hydrating. It's incredible. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you like it too. Okay, mascara and a good drugstore find by the and way and a good Milani's yeah it's cheap such, it's like such a good price yeah. point yeah so cheap okay mascara what's your fave the og telescopic oh, okay telescopic who's that by l'oreal l'oreal okay this one i think i have that another drugstore find uh, that's the one with the two sides right no this is the original oh the original so you don't have to navigate which side you're using because sometimes that's a lot too yeah so this one is tiny. So as we mature, our lashes get thinner. So you always think bigger brush, bigger lash. No. Because a bigger brush cannot get to the root of the problem. Uh -huh. mm. So when you go under and wiggle at the base and lift, you're actually catching every little baby hair that a big brush can't. Right. That okay. makes sense. And then, wait, what color was that? That wasn't black mascara. Was that, was that clear? It's, like an off, it's almost like an off black. Okay. So is there any reason why you choose a, a specific color, off black or no no reason, right? No? Okay. I just whichever one I find. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, I find that with mascara, I have to use two different ones because I have one like that that's like a lengthening, which is great. But then it's not – I need like volume. I like it like thi like more thick looking, you know, like – and so I find that I have to use two, one for lengthening and one for fullness. That's just me, though. For the volume. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. I do that, too, when I want more. Yeah. With this. And then another one I really love is the Clinique. A new one. Oh. I have that. very sensitive eyes. And I can't use a lot of mascaras. And I remember when I was younger, I'd have women like, my eyes are so sensitive. And I was always like, oh, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> and now that's me. So the Clinique, okay. What is it? Just Clinique mascara? Is it a, what's the it's a new one? That's like um, mm. I this is a brown. Oh yeah, by accident, but I dig it, and it just gives really nice volume and doesn't irritate my eyes. They also make an awesome tubing one that I let my preteens wear because I know it won't run down their face when they're in school. Oh, what okay. is the difference? I always hear tubing. I don't know the difference. Can you tell us what that means? Tubing. Absolutely. So I learned about the tubing mascara when I started working with Trish probably, I don't know, 12, whatever years ago. And Trish McAvoy was like the OG of the tubing mascara. 
It's a polymer that wraps the lash like a 362. So instead okay. of really sitting on it, it actually like encapsulates the two, the lash. Okay. Then you can build it up, but it doesn't run. It doesn't smudge. Even if you jump in cold water, it will come off. But you oh. remove it by holding it to warm water and it washes off like little tubes. Huh. Oh. So it's like a waterproof, but better because it actually protects the lash. Oh, that's interesting. I've so does it that. have to do with the brush? Not so much the brush, oh. but the polymer, the polymer formula. It's a special polymer that wraps the lash. Okay, because I always thought it was like the kind of brush, whether it's like kind of the brush you just showed us, the um the well, some of them have that, but it's not the brush, it's the formula. Oh. And what and does will it say tubing mascara on it? I've never seen it, I've never heard of it. I don't I don't know anything about it. And, mm-hmm. and that's what it's been a a big question, but a lot of people don't even know about this. Yeah. And it's been around for years, but usually it will say tubing. But what you do is you just put it, just look up tubing mascara and a bunch will pop up. Yeah. Okay. You probably have some you don't even realize. I think I've had yeah. some and that have come off that way that they just kind of come off whole. But I, I yeah, I just never know. I always hear people say tubing and bristle and I'm like, I, I don't know the difference. So yeah, that's a good explanation. I have if a- you go to remove a tubing mascara with um, makeup remover, it'll get like gummy. Okay, so you really just remove it with water. That would be that'd good be, for that, you. That'd be good for me because I hate removing mascara. Yeah. What's your what's your um I so I did a whole episode on on eyes and mascara and fake eyelashes because for a while I was wearing them because I can't stand taking off mascara and putting on mascara. So I had you know the uh, extensions for a while, which I loved, and then I learned how to do them myself. And so whatever, but I haven't. I've been taking a break for a while. But do you wear? Um, extensions at all, or do you just wear them when you like go out and want to look more? When I go out, and and that goes back to my eyes are so sensitive, right? That I don't even like the glues on my eyes. Yeah, yeah, so that's I know. Why I've always really focused on the eyeliner. Yeah, rather than you know the mascara. So it's like yeah, your eyeliner eyeliners yeah. gorgeous. My eyes. Yeah, I know. I I've been playing with that, and I you're wearing eyeliner, aren't you? I always wear a little. Yeah, bit I stuff. I just started doing that, but like, does it make your eyes? Look, I feel like it makes my eyes look smaller, but maybe that's just me. Does it depend if on the person? Correctly, absolutely. Right. Oh, so I've been doing it. How do you? What's the trick for putting on eyeliner? So depends on the shape of the eye, and if you don't, and not everyone can cat. My eyes are still puffy from my mascara reaction, but if you see, I have a kind of a flat surface, a little hooding here, mm-hmm. so I kind of go through the hood, keeping it very fine on the actual lash and a little inner corner, so you get a long gate. If your liner is too thick across the whole way, it'll close your eye. Yeah. Yeah. Or just doing outer corner, inner corner, mascara. And what about under the eye? You know, I'm not really a big advocate, but it does work on some. There's exceptions to every rule. Yeah. But typically when we start doing stuff under the eye, we start bringing attention under the eye. Uh, Right. Right. Which is not where we want. No, we want. <laughs> well, yeah. It's like I don't want to lift it on my waist. Yeah, lift it up. <laughs> lift it up, baby. Um, I used to use black eyeliner, and for whatever reason, I, I don't know, it just started to look too harsh on me. So I use like a darker brown eyeliner. And anytime I do under the eye, which I really never do, yeah. it just feels too heavy, like too dramatic. Like I'm like I'm trying too hard. Like well, it's too yeah, done or that's something. what I was meaning before, where when I do it, it makes my eyes look small. I, oh, I, when you do it under it, especially, it will make the eyes look Yeah, bad. that's what I found. Kind of like cages of yeah exactly and then on the top yeah if i do it right it looks good but i'm not always good at doing you it, should try brown i'll try brown yeah i do have a brown i'll try that, yeah, I'll try that. 
Yeah, I feel like. And I- then I, I've been seeing this because I feel like um, Michaela always says this on TikTok, the, the, what is this called? The tight line. Yeah. I've been, I've been playing around with that, What's which that? I like. Is that like that? So the, when you're underneath your eyelash yeah. line on the you inside? Yeah. actually was the, the originator of that, Laura Mercier. Mm-hmm. Okay. I worked for Laura Mercier 20 years ago in Saks, New York, and that's how I learned the tight line. So it was lining under for like the invisible liner. Yeah. It's been around from actual makeup artists. Like I, it's, it makes me laugh when people find like these new makeup artists are finding all these new things. Right. You're like, that's been around for a million years. Right. I just learned about it. I was like, oh, let me try that tight lining. Okay. Lipstick. Favorite lipsticks? I would say probably the Makeup by Mario. They're like lipstick meets balm meets gloss. Mm. I love these. But I am not lipstick loyal. Yeah. Okay. What are you wearing today? What you have on today is gorgeous. What's that? This is Huda Longwear. Mm. with so i take a beige okay but what i do is i put a pinker gloss over it to give it light so i don't look abracadabra <laughs> <laughs> and then i put the gloss a little on top so it catches the light yeah it's oh, beautiful pretty. it's and- so nude that if it runs nobody will see it right so is that um the huda one is that I'm more of a i'm very progressive hold on <laughs> this is me yeah, this is me every time i look at a product i can't see anything <laughs> i'm like Wifey. Huda Wifey. Wifey. Long wear. Nice. And the Lawless Gloss. Okay, no. This color. <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> we'll find it. Um, I like the Lawless Concealer, actually, too. That's a nice one. Speaking oh, I of Lawless. I love that shade Ballet because it has that perfect pink. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, too. So is that Huda Beauty, is, is that a gloss or just kind of like a more matted? Long wear matte lip. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like the Kylie one. Yeah, I just reviewed a Kylie Cosmetics nude that's that's matte, and then I'll put a gloss over it, and then it's kind of the we same. Have to. Yeah, so you gotta, it looks like very dry, unless you have like nineteen year old lips or lip in, like or li- lip or lips like Katie because she's got perfect lips. Uh, yeah, some people have perfect lips, but typically it gets like frothy in the middle. Yeah, that happens to me all the <laughs> it's time. Not a good look. It is the worst thing. I'll come out from being with a client and I look in the mirror and I see this line Ugh. on the inside. It's horrible. It's so, it's so, so you gross. need to gloss up. It's so gross. Okay. Looks like we got the rabies. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Nirvana Sisters. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes. Please subscribe and leave us a review. Also, find us on Instagram at Nirvana Sisters. If you loved what you just listened to or know someone that would, please share it and tag us. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of Nirvana Sisters. We'll continue to watch out for all things wellness so you don't have to. Bye. Bye.